welcome everybody to the You Are The Host podcast, the podcast where you are the host. And by you, I mean my brother Nick. What's going on, man? Yo, what's up? Hey, man, I'm, I'm really glad that you uh, that you come on here. I'm glad that we could figure it out finally. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, scheduling's been a mess for me right now. Yeah, I'm going to blame that all on you. It's all your fault. Always. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's fine. No, it kind of is. No, that's okay. Um, so what's going on, man? What, what have you been doing re- recently? Just working or what? Uh, mostly working. Um, doing a lot of camping. We just bought a camper, and we've been hanging out in that a lot. So you guys don't pitch tents anymore is what you're saying? No. I mean, sometimes <laughs> I pitch a tent. I'd be pitching but tents But not when all we're camping. <laughs> All right, man. All right. I see it. <laughs> I feel like I've been nonstop working, but it's really like hiking and working, which means that I'm always on my feet and I never get to sit down. So, Yeah. What did you say your hike was the other day? Like 30 miles? Well, the entirety of the hike was 41, but I ended up doing 10. <laughs> I ended up doing 10 miles the first day camping. And then for some reason I hiked out 30 miles. Like I was kind of over it. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to get out of here. I don't want to camp again. And Dude, hiked for that's miles. a bunch. Yeah, that's a lot. Man, I was destroyed, but you should have seen how much McDonald's I had. <laughs> what? What does McDonald's do for you, bro? I don't know what it is about hiking, but every time I go hiking, immediately after the hike, I just want to eat McDonald's all day. I mean, I guess. Dude, I stopped and I got a a double quarter pounder meal, bacon and cheese with a large Coke and a fucking crispy chicken sandwich, and then I ordered Domino's later that night. <laughs> Dang. You roll up there like Big Smoke, you're like, give me two number nines, a number nine large. Yeah, exactly, just like that. <laughs> uh, I put on the fucking green bandana and everything, dude. <laughs> nice, right. that's pretty sick. Yeah. All right, so getting into things here, usually I like to start these podcasts out with a little bit of, uh, you know, some people might call them controversies. I don't know. Call them what you want to call them. Um, and I actually said this one on another podcast, but I'm going to say it again because I want to get your reaction to it. Um Super controversial, probably get me canceled. This is the second time I'm doing this. Um, is it just me, or should Mexican restaurants have Choco Tacos? Um, I guess. Sure. Why not? Yeah. I think that it's a disgrace they don't have Choco Tacos. I mean, they've got that... Um, they just call it Mexican ice cream? Is that what it is? Fried ice cream? Oh, fried ice cream. Fried ice cream. I couldn't think of that. I mean, that's kind of close. Come on, that's not even close to a Choco Taco. Well, it's got, you know, some of the same stuff. You got like a, a breading that's kind of fried. And I guess a Choco Taco is a waffle cone. But other than that, they're pretty much the same. You've had both of these items, right? A Choco Taco and fried ice cream? I, I believe I have. Now I don't think I have. Oh, yeah, because now I'm gaslighting you and you don't know what you've done. <laughs> no, I was thinking like at least Taco Bell should have Choco Tacos. And when I said this on the other podcast, I looked it up and Taco Bell sells Choco Tacos in a box, like in the store. Uh, Like the frozen section of like the grocery store? Yeah, yeah like the, you know, in the ice where the ice cream candy bars are. There's Choco, Taco Bell Choco Tacos. Why don't they Ta- just have those? It. Is it a Choco Taco, or is it, like, their own branding? It's their own branding, but it's the same type of thing as a Choco Taco. Like, it's a little different, but it's pretty much the same exact thing. That's weird that it's not in their store. Yeah, you think they would have it in the fucking drive-thru. Blows right. my mind. 
Interesting. I don't know if that's a hot take, though. Uh, like, honestly, that's pretty tame. No, 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 that's, that's kind of the idea. Not, nothing I ever say is actually controversy or hot takes. It's always stupid things. I, like, have these weird, they're, like, shower thoughts where I'm just like, why doesn't this happen this way, you know? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I thought you were going to hit me with something outrageous. I know. That's kind of the whole setup there, you know what I'm saying? For sure. I mean, like, a really hot take would be, like, uh... No, I'm I'm gonna actually get canceled if I try to come up with something on the spot. <laughs> yeah, I would suggest not doing too much of a hot take. Oh man, I'll take a hot something. Whoa! All right, man. So, uh, so what are we gonna talk about today? You are the host, after all. Uh, yeah. So I was thinking we could talk about Warhammer 40k. Talk about getting canceled. Warhammer 40k. You, you talking yeah. the entirety of the universe, or are you talking like specifically yeah, let's, the video yeah, game? Start, or to, what are you... start to finish. Let's cover all of the lore of Warhammer 40k. We're gonna be here for several days. We might have to break this podcast up into a couple. Let's get this going. No, um, I am just getting into Warhammer, so I figured we could just chat about the things that I've learned so far and the things that I'm completely wrong about. And if any Warhammer fans. Uh, listen to this they can obliterate me in the comments okay yeah usually i um usually i have some witty like questions and responses right away when somebody tells me what topic they're gonna be talking about but in this case i actually don't know anything about warhammer so i can't actually do that but uh if this is a dumb question you can just ignore me and move on but what's your uh what's your favorite character what's the best character and why Maybe class. Okay, so, I don't know how it works. So that's, so that's actually a pretty wild question because there are um, a few, like, I'd say over a hundred books of lore uh, that cover, like, hundreds of characters. So, uh, I mean, obviously there's going to be, like, people who are going to say the best character is the Emperor, the Emperor of Mankind. Um, he's like this super almighty being that uh he creates these super soldiers and sends them out across the galaxy to conquer the galaxy for humanity um but there's there's um wouldn't people just say that he's the best because of power right yeah because so personally i would so, like a character i would think the character that's the best is like a, an underdog that can come up and, and beat the emperor or whatever yeah, so okay, so there's uh there's a story um it's like the main portion of um I guess like 30k going into 40k. So the, the what the 40k is is it's the year 40,000 or the the 41st millennia. Um and there is one of the emperor's sons and son is kind of a loose term. Um goes against him and and there's a huge battle and and he almost kills him. So He's kind of the underdog, but he's also portrayed as evil. Uh, and then there's these these like crazy demons that are not evil, but they're not good. It's it's a whole thing. But like, what are they neutral? The underdog. You just is... described what neutral is. Um. Yeah. So I mean, they're just like really humans. No... That's most humans. We're all we're not <laughs> good, really, but we're not bad. There's really no good or evil. Uh, everybody's kind of bad. In their own way, you know who you know who else is kind of bad. I think uh, people Ooh. might agree Hitler's kind of bad, like just a little bit at least. 
Uh, I'd say more than a little bit, but you know, <laughs> there's that hot take I was looking for earlier. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> if he was in in Warhammer, what character would he be, or what what uh what what side is there sides? What class or what uh? There's there's what race would he sides. be part of? <laughs> Um, I mean, what race would he be trying to eliminate if he was in Warhammer? I would, I would imagine that he would be, uh, probably part of the Chaos Demons. Chaos Demons. Tell yeah. me, tell me a little bit about Chaos Demons for a second. That sounds pretty cool. So, so there's this realm called the Warp, and the Warp is um a collection of emotions that uh these demons kind of spawn from and there's there's four like demon gods uh there is corn who is like he's the blood god and he's you know um he'll never lie to you but yeah 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 okay yeah and an h also it's not like wait wait the r the r isn't backwards or anything like that wait wait is it actually spelled with a k uh yeah oh wacky i was making a joke I was making a joke, and I was, it was actually legit. Uh, oh, K-H-O-R-N-E, my bad. I forgot okay, the E yeah. on that. Um, honestly, that chaos, what were they called again? Chaos Demons? Yeah. Yeah, that uh, that caught my attention real quick. I, I, I could get into that a little bit. That kind of sounds interesting. Okay, so Korn is a chaos god. He's the blood god. Uh, so he's, he's the god of war and murder. Right, perfect. Yeah, the things that everybody knows is like... The best, yeah. Right, yeah. So, I mean, if you were going to categorize Hitler, it'd probably Perfect. be corn. I mean, I mean, brutal uh, war, murder, blood, hate, anger, rage. So, daddy issues, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Um, yeah, so, so, the, so there's, there's uh, four chaos gods. So, corn um, is, um, he's the most, like, He's portrayed as like what the devil is kind of seen as, and then there's uh there's three other ones. There's a uh, Zinch, which uh, Zinch is kind of interesting. I don't know a lot about, um, but they're like uh, if I if I'm re- recalling this correctly, he's like or she or whatever it's called is like uh, everything must change, and they kind of use like. Um, sorcery in a way to like weave the threads of of reality to to change things. Um, fate is is um, not set in stone and can be manipulated and and whatnot. Huh. Okay, that's interesting. And then there's um, what I would say is almost the opposite. <clears throat> there's a demon called Nurgle. And uh, the guy who got me into Warhammer is a huge Nurgle fanboy. Let's see, Nur- plays... Nurgle. Nurgle's not a very uh, powerful sounding name, though. I'm going to be honest. Um, so Nurgle's actually pretty cool, and a lot of the characters from that that are like hang out with Nurgle are really cool looking. They're like um, Nurgle's the god of disease and and death and decay. Um, you know, everything is stagnant and stays the way it is and just rots and falls apart. So all of these like demons are, you know, they got big gashes in in their stomach with their guts spilling out and you know, they got like these pussy boils all over them and they're green and kind of gross. Yeah, I'm looking at some pictures of them right now. 
Gotcha. Okay. And for the video version of this podcast, I'll probably slap a few on the screen so people can see. Oh yeah. Oh. I can see what you're saying. Yeah, it looks pretty dope. Yeah. Definitely looks like something that would be on the like cover of a metal metal album or something. Oh, for sure. All right. So we got Nurgle. Nurgle. Yep. And then the um the final um one and also the kind of the youngest, I guess you would say, it hasn't been around as long as the other uh Chaos gods is um Slanesh. And Slanesh is the god of um like pleasure and excess and decadence and um their followers are like um they like to do like I don't really know what they call the drugs in this this um thing, but uh they they do like, I don't know, ecstasy and they like touch and feel on each other, but then they also just like kill each other, you know, while they're getting it on and you know, they just indulge themselves in everything that they could possibly want and I don't know, it's pretty wild. Yeah, I think they uh some people on uh 4chan might do that too. Yeah, it's it's definitely some 4chan stuff. Okay. Glad we could cover that. Glad we could cover all, all landscapes to get canceled. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have a, a question to uh to take a break here from just talking about the lore of it. Yeah. What what uh first of all, how did you get into it? And then second of all, uh what was the, the like moment that clicked in your head where you're like, I'm gonna dive head first into all this? Um so um I have a a friend who is super into it, and it's really just just I don't know how many thousands of dollars they've spent on this stuff, and you know just from talking about it and telling me you know some of the stuff that's going on, um, and I just you know I just thought to myself, well, this sounds pretty cool. Let me look into it. So you know I got on YouTube. I watched a, some YouTube videos about what this is all about. Um, and I just went down the rabbit hole of, like, there's just so much lore and just, I mean, there's books upon books upon books, and there's there's tons of fan animations, and um, it's a tabletop game, and there's video games, and I just looked at it, and there's just so much stuff, and I was like, man, this is really cool, and just going through it and kind of getting to know the characters, it just, it just kind of took over. Okay, okay. Yeah, so... And like what what I'm trying to get out with that second part of that question is like, for, for me, like one of my more recent hobbies, you know, we just talked about in the beginning is hiking and backpacking. Mm-hmm. And, and I can remember the exact moment that it like clicked in my head where I was like, this is it. And I'm going to do this. I'm going to dive all the way into this. So like, what was there a specific moment, like a character or a piece of lore or. Um, yeah. So there was a character that I came across. Uh, his name is Abaddon the Despoiler. And he is. Um, a space marine that has defected from the Empire, and he becomes um, possessed by chaos. So these chaos demons kind of get into his head and and um, start kind of guiding his hand. And he's just he's just a super cool character. He's he's a a badass. I mean, he can he can take anybody out. And I just I came I came across him and I read about him and I was like, man, this guy is awesome. And so I bought the model of him for the tabletop game, and that was it. It was all downhill from there. I was in. Okay, yeah. Uh, if I'm lo- making sure I'm looking at the right character here, he's got like a claw hand and like a sword in the other one. 
Yes. Uh, okay. So he has um, that claw that he has is uh, very special. His um, uh, war master or the war master for the Imperium before he defected, his name is Horus, and he had that made for him by um, a group of people called the Mechanicum, and they basically make all of the weapons for the Imperial Army. And he had that made for him um, when he defected to Chaos. And he uses that to kill uh, somebody who's very special to him in order to uh, kind of seal the deal with the Chaos Demons. Oh, and so he's, kind of a, he he's kind dies, of a bad guy, I guess, huh? Yeah, so Horus, Horus is... Um, I guess evil, uh, but not you know in Horus's mind. Obviously, everybody who's evil is not evil in their mind. Um, yeah. so he Horus is the guy who attempts to kill the emperor, and the emperor kills Horus. Um, but the emperor also becomes mortally wounded. Uh, and so Abaddon picks up that claw and uh, takes it with him. Awesome, dude. I'm looking at some. I've been typing in, you know names as you've been saying i'm mean, like the detail that is in these uh characters is insane yeah like, like i said there is so much lore warhammer 40k has the most lore out of any story i've ever seen that's dope man yeah this shit's crazy there's so much there's so much detail just in the images the images tell enough yeah. of a story that i can imagine just deep diving deep into the actual lore is like yeah insane yeah, it is nuts. I I love it, and just I I'm reading the books right now, and I'm just learning about all these new characters. And every time I'm like, oh, man, I I really got attached to this group of people, but I'm done with this book, so I move on to the next one. And I'm like, man, I really want to hear about you know these other characters, but then you learn about this whole new set of characters and fall in love with them, and it's just it it never ends. You just new characters every day. So I mean, because I've read books and played games with stuff that has insane amount in insane i can't speak uh insane amount of lore um and a lot of the times i feel like the lore isn't good enough to sort of make me want to consume it all and there's too much usually uh mm -hmm. so like would you say that it's entertaining enough to you because obviously there's so much lore, you you might not even ever consume it all so is it entertaining enough to you though when you're getting done with some of the lore that you're interested in that you move on to some other lore. Does that make sense? What I'm asking? Yeah. So I haven't found a spot where I was disinterested. Um, I definitely did find that like going from one group of people to learning about the next group of people that like, I wasn't quite as I didn't quite connect with them as much. Um, but the nice thing about Warhammer, and especially if you play the tabletop game is as you're learning about these groups of characters and these different factions of different armies, you know, if you find something that you really like, well, now you can turn around and play them on the tabletop. Okay, I get that. So are you connecting with every different type of medium or is it mainly just like reading a book and then, and then the tabletop? Um, so I am slowly getting into more of the... Um, different things that are available out there. Um, there is a little bit of controversy going on right now as far as like um, some of the shows and animations and things that are going on because Games Workshop, the owner of 
the Warhammer franchise is kind of cracking down on their intellectual property claims, and so they're not allowing fan animations uh, because they did just release their own app where they have their own animations going up. Wait, was fan by fan animations were people making like entire series just based off the lore on with their own animations? There is there is more fan animations probably than there are books for this. Okay, yeah, series. See, there is so much. That's something that I um that I know about from uh, Destiny because a lot of people do that for Destiny. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, the fan animations as of right now have been pretty much shut down. Well, that kind of sucks. I mean, yeah, that's like trying to shut down fan art, essentially. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's pretty early on because their service that they just came out with only released last month. But from what I've seen so far, the animation is not quite as good quality as the fan animations were. So I'm a little disappointed in that. That's kind of that ridic- that's kind of ridiculous. Like that's that's some dedicated fans if they're making better quality shit than like r- right off the bat than the actual creators are. Oh, one hundred percent. That's insane. But I mean, yeah. I mean that ha- I think that happens for every every uh, different uh, type of media because yep. honestly, fans are some. I mean, just regular people are the craziest people. So. Oh, you for sure. And this this community is. I mean, it's not huge. Like they don't have like a massive fan base, but um, with like um, COVID and everything that's going on, it has definitely stepped up in popularity quite a bit. Yeah, I would imagine so. I mean, people looking for stuff to do and uh, having a lot more free time, uh, mm-hmm. generally speaking. Uh, you say that it's not a massive fan base, but for as small of a fan base as it is, do they have generally have massive penises or? Um, you know, from, from my experience so far, it's been... Um, uh, hit and miss. Hit and miss. Okay, glad that we could have somebody from the ground, you know, literally get us in on the deep dive of that information there. All right. So, uh, anything uh, really important that somebody who wants to get into uh, Warhammer, any any of the categories, so be it the books, the the animations, the the, the tabletop, is there something that they should know before they get into it, or something that? That it was somewhere they should start that maybe might push them in the right direction to get into it? One thing that you should know is that you're going to spend a lot of fucking money. Yeah, that seems to be a theme on this podcast because I talk about people's hobbies and almost everyone so far this has said, if you're going to get into this, spend a lot of money. <laughs> like It's kind of just the way it is, I think. Yeah, so, um, I mean, if you're buying the books... Let, let's say that that's the route that you want to take to get into this. Um, I mean, the books are like $35 each, uh, approximately. Now, I'm I'm using, like, um, Audible and stuff like that. And because I'm a Prime, Prime member, I, I get, you know, some discounts and things like that. So there is that route to go a little cheaper. I think on average I spend about 12 bucks a book. Okay. Uh, sorry to sidetrack us here, but did you just hear that fucking thunder? Or is, did that come through my mic? Um, I didn't hear it through your mic, but I definitely heard it outside. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. But that shit was crazy. Anyways, um, so you can get them on like Audible and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, does that do it justice? Because don't you want to? Wouldn't you want to get a? I don't. I don't know if the, uh, the. I mean, the books are like novels. Uh, they are novels, and here's the one thing that I will say about, um, the Audible versions of the books. I I guess I don't know. 
I haven't looked into it too much. If like uh, if Games Workshop chooses the narrators, or if that's something that Audible does, I I really don't know how that works. But the narrators for the books on Audible are fantastic. Um, they they change um, every couple of books or every other book or whatever they changed through a couple of different narrators that I've seen so far, and they do a phenomenal job. They've got different voices for different characters. They play like music in the background, and they I mean they go all in on this thing. Yeah, in my experience, that uh, is either or. Like the 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 publisher of the book can choose a narrator, but actually Amazon does an amazing job at picking really good narrators so if- whatever the case is for that the um the warhammer books are done just fantastically well yeah if a publisher pays pays premium money then amazon gives them the really good actors too i know that for sure or narrators gotcha. but they're, they're called voice actors they're voice actors for amazon right so. yep that makes sense well that's cool i mean so when you buy a book well because i know that it, it, looking at these pictures there's a lot of detail in the characters so i figure are there separate art books or do they put art in the physical books? Like, do you know? Um, I no, there, there isn't any art in the physical books that I've seen. Um, and I have picked up and looked at quite a few of the, uh, physical books. So I, I haven't, I mean, the, the cover art is pretty cool, but I haven't seen a lot of art, but I mean, you know, this is a tabletop game also. So most of this art is coming from the, um, the figures that you buy for the game. I suppose that makes sense. So, and I assume and, that most people wouldn't get into this without doing the tabletop. I imagine. Right. I mean, the, the tabletop is is super fun. It is a it is the most expensive part of Warhammer. I think a lot of tabletop games are the most expensive part of anything. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the one thing that's nice is like when you buy um like some of their bigger box sets um you get you know, some books in there and there's some artwork in the books and there's um, additional stories that pertain to whatever box that you get. Normally that box is themed for um, a certain battle between two factions. And then, you know, you can use those characters to you make up whatever you want, but they're, you get some stories and some artwork out of that. Okay, that's awesome. So um, when you are playing the tabletop game, this is played like... A D and D style thing, or um, it is similar to D and D. Um, it's typically one on one, and you have a table. I like playing big tables, like a four by eight. But there are some versions that are like, um, you know, a three foot by three foot table, and you put, you know, whatever you want in the way. A lot of people have terrain that they buy or make of, you know, little buildings and trees and stuff like that. And you just kind of set your scene up on your table and then you decide what type of a game you're going to play. Are we going to try to capture objectives? Are we going to try to just kill each other? Um, Things like that. And then you put your characters on the table and then each character has a set of rules. So it can move, you know, so many inches per turn. It can shoot so so many inches um, in distance per turn, um, different things like that. And you just kind of move them around, and depending on what you're trying to do, you just move them into their objectives. So I think you said it in there. It can be 1v1 or co-op. I guess I have seen games that are like 2v2, um, or I mean, you could do any combination of whatever you want as long as everybody who's playing is cool with it. I mean, yeah, so basically what I'm saying is like you can play. It's not always a competitive game. You can play together to achieve a goal, right? Is that... 
Um, you would have to have an enemy, so somebody's gonna have to be against you. You couldn't do like, because I know in like, um, in some tabletop games, the enemy can be simply, uh, like an app or like a dice making choices for for um, it against you. Yeah, this this wouldn't really have. I mean, I suppose it would have the capabilities of doing that, but it would take a lot of work to make it work properly because there's no like rules or anything that follow anything like that. It's typically you versus another person. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Well, that sounds pretty dope. I mean, I don't, I literally don't know anything about this. The only type of Warhammer I've ever played, which I don't even know if it's connected to the universe, is the Warhammer. Is that a Warhammer game? Um. Nope. No, it's not a Warhammer game. I always just get it confused because it's called Warframe. Oh, Warframe. And they get gotcha. confused a lot because the names are so close. But yeah, not not connected at all. So I haven't played any Warhammer uh, games, tabletop or video games. Well, Warhammer or Warframe is also fun. Pretty fun game. Yes, it is. Nice fun. little free one. <laughs> okay, so we talked a little bit about the lore. We talked a little bit about how you play. I don't want to get too deep on that stuff because I want to let people, if they if it sounds interesting to them, uh, go and. Uh, kind of discover it for themselves but what i want to talk about the part of the hobby that i know maybe you're just as obsessed with this or maybe it's a more obsession but i know that you uh, got that 3d printer was that for making little pieces for this so okay so yes the the reason that i bought the 3d printer was to make terrain so i want to get in i want to get into the making of the pieces and the buying of the pieces, and maybe the painting of the... I want to get into that side of it more than the game itself or the lore itself. Okay. So there is a large community of people who 3D print their characters uh, for the game, and that is frowned upon by Games Workshop. Um, That's another part of their huge um, intellectual property. Um, I, I guess I don't want to call it like a... Um, controversy because it's just something that they decided to do as a company. A lot of people who play the game find it controversial, but they are absolutely against 3D printing. I get it. Other companies have been known to do the exact same thing. So, And some companies are just way more crazy about their IP. Like Japanese Nintendo still fucking insane about their IP. So... Right. I mean, I just don't know how... I mean, they have the models designed. You know, how do you not embrace the 3D printing community? Because it is a, a huge up-and-coming community right now. And and you just start selling the files for your characters. I mean, if if one character is 60 bucks, I mean, sell me the file for, I don't know, 30 bucks. I mean, is that beneficial to you, though? Because you can buy the characters right now, can't you? You can buy kits yeah. with characters. Yep. That, so, yeah, so the characters are super expensive. And like they, how much for like one character? So it, it, that's where it widely ranges. But um, let's look at like Abaddon the Despoiler. This was the first character I bought. It was $55 for this character. And when you get the box, you open it up and you have an instruction booklet. And you have a big square piece of gray plastic with a bunch of little tiny pieces in it that you get to cut out and glue together to make him. And now that you have him glued together and built, now you have to paint the thing. Right. I mean, but you're going to do that. Uh, you're not, because you're going to 3D print the whole thing as one, huh? 
Right. So the only thing that you cut out by 3D printing is having to put it together, but you also alleviate the cost of Games Workshop making this thing and shipping it to you. That's true. Uh, not to sidetrack you too much, but I'm looking up uh, Warhammer characters right now, and there's this whole <clears throat> Dark Imperium box set. Again, I don't know anything about Warhammer, so tell me. But uh, this is this is by them, Games Workshop. Warhammer 40k Dark Imperium box set comes with a bunch of characters. Uh, looks like you can, looks like they're pre- no, you can paint them, but some are pre-painted. It looks like, uh, and it's seventeen dollars. That's not too bad, right? Um, I'm trying to find the Dark Imperium box right now, just so I can see. I'm not familiar with that box. Let me, um, uh, link it to you. It'll be easier. There you go. Uh, I guess this is eBay. This is eBay. Okay, so this so is this, you? this box that you sent me, this is one of the pieces from Dark Imperium. So Dark Imperium is a huge box set. It's a full game uh, in itself. And a lot of times what people do will, you know, they put out these box sets and there's parts from two different factions in there and people will play one of the armies in that box and so they'll buy it and they'll sell the other half on ebay um so oh, what this is okay. this is some little characters yeah so this is one two three four five six seven, that makes eight, a lot nine. of sense this is 10 characters for 17 bucks and these are um what are called pox walkers what you're looking at right here they are small kind of insignificant melee characters um, usually you run 40 of these on your army if you're right. playing like a, uh, like a 50 power level list. I know that doesn't mean anything to you, but right, right. So you're saying usually you need like 40 of those. You're saying, uh, so like a more main character would be more expensive. Oh yeah. Okay. I can see this right here. This guy's 120 bucks. Yeah. So if you look up like, um, for example, one of the, one of the armies that's big right now is uh death guard. And actually those pox walkers are part of the death guard army. If you look up mortarian. Okay, let me get that for a second. I was just looking at a demon, uh, uh, great unclean one, 120 bucks. Oh, yep. What was the what was the name you told me? Uh, Mortarion, M O R T A R I O N. Okay, let's see what we get here. Uh, looks like I got 130 bucks or so. Yep. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. That's too much. Look at this guy. Somebody, uh, this is on eBay. This is somebody who already put them together and painted them. Four hundred yep, bucks. That's pretty common too. Yeah, four hundred bucks. Uh, there's a lot of people who make a living. They will um, just over- buy models, put them together, paint them. I think and they're overestimating. Super good art. I think they're overestimating, though. Let's be honest here. All they did was paint it. That's a little okay. I mean, I it does it does look incredible though. Some of some of these artists that do this, they they do an incredible job and they look really good. Bro, Hollywood be Hollywood be fucking. Selling a uh, clear box as art, so what do I know? Yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay, yeah, so that shit's a little whack. Yeah, so if you could print that and paint it yourself, I suppose that's it's a better deal, right? <laughs> I mean, I mean, that Mortarian model, so to print it, not including the cost of the printer, it probably costs you about 10 bucks in resin to print that, right? And the cost of the printer can't really be counted because. Not only can you use that printer for other things, but you also are going to get that printer. Um, it's it's a one time cost, and it's going to print how many? So, right. 
the the one thing with um, resin 3D printers is that you get about 2,000 hours of print time out of a screen, and then you need to buy a new um, LCD screen for it. Oh, really? Why is that? Um, they just something about the way that they work. Um, they just wear out super easily. That seems like a huge flaw. Is that just because those aren't like necessarily consumer ready yet? Like we're still kind of early um, on, and people having. I'm not overly familiar with what causes them to wear out, but I just know that over time the quality of your prints just goes down, and they they start to just look really bad. Okay. Um, I'm gonna ask a few more questions about 3D printers. Okay. Uh, do you know? Uh, because you probably did some research since you bought one. Yep. Um, do you know like major brands? Like, what are you looking for when you're buying one? Like, what specs are you looking for? Or, like, how do you decide what you want to get? Um. Yeah. So really, it's it it comes down to what you want to print. We'll tell you what type of printer you want to get. Um, there are two main types of printers. There's resin printers and there are FDM printers. So, um, what I currently have is an FDM printer, meaning that, uh, it has an extruder head, extruder head that moves around a heated plate and spits out hot plastic in layers to draw your, um, whatever it is that you're printing and a resin printer has a build plate that dips into liquid resin, and then there's a screen underneath, and the screen changes uh, the pixels on screen to only let certain amounts of light through, and then there's a projector underneath that shoots a UV light through onto your build plate and cures the resin in whatever shape the screen lets through. So it usually shines that light for two seconds, then it pulls the build plate out, sticks it back in, the screen will change to whatever the next layer needs to be, shine the light for two seconds to harden the resin, pull it out, and it just does that until it prints it. Okay, yeah. That's pretty, so, that's pretty neat. Um, jump into resin the... printers are really good for detailed prints. Small miniatures, anything that has more detail, resin printers are the way to go. Okay. Okay, yeah, that makes a little bit of sense. Uh, go into the watch together real quick. This is uh, what everybody just heard right now that doesn't know about those. Here at Rockwell Automation's World Headquarters, research has been pursued automation products that establishes yeah. technological leadership. This is, this is what we all heard. has been proceeding on the <laughs> for use in unilateral phase detractors. For sure. But would also be capable of automatically synchronizing cardinal gram meters. <laughs> Anyways, um, uh, no, but for real, what made you buy, because you said resin printers are more for like the, the, the miniatures or like more detail. What made you buy the other one then? So you, because you I wasn't minis. planning, right? So because I wasn't planning to make um, the characters, I was just planning on making terrain. I went with an FDM printer because it's cheaper. Gotcha. Okay. And and but you do make characters then? Um, not at the moment. I have looked into making characters, but I I currently don't. I just make like um pieces of terrain. So I make little like shipping containers and barrels and tires and trees and things like that. Gotcha. Okay. So how much did uh did that cost then? And what was the price difference between that and like a resin printer? Okay, so the printer that I bought, I bought the um uh I bought the Ender 3. The Ender 3 printer um, right now on Amazon, I want to say it's 175 bucks, uh, 180 bucks. Oh, that's actually very affordable. 
Yeah, like super easy. Uh, another thing about Ender um, is that they make a um, decently sturdy product. Like it's it's very um, well made, and they have incredible customer support. So before I even got my printer, they sent me an email and they said, "Hey, your printer's on the way." If you got any issues, respond to this email. Let us know. We'll ship you parts. We'll talk to you on the phone. We'll we'll get you going on your printer. Thanks for buying it. I mean, 180 bucks. You can't you can't get service like that for 180 bucks. Right. That's kind of wild. Yeah. Um, um, I'm seeing here you can spend up to fucking like six grand on one. That's probably more industrial are, level, but it's consumerly available. Very expensive printers. That's kind of so, wild. So. Something similar for like an entry level um, uh, resin printer would be like something like a um, Elego Saturn. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. It's E L E G O O Elego. Elego, yeah, I got it. Um, that'd be like an entry level wow. printer. Um, those are like five hundred bucks. So still not bad for a, a decent printer. I see one here for one fifty. What's the difference there? I see the one for five hundred bucks. But there's uh, also one here listed for one hundred fifty. I don't know what the difference is here because I don't know anything about. Printers. Here, link it to me. Uh, yeah. Let me take a look at it. I'm not. I mean, I'm sure I could look into it and figure it out, but you've already, you've already done the research, so. Oh, so this is a Mars. So this is a smaller printer. Um, smaller. So this one's for okay. printing, printing real small things. Um, I also, I don't know what the screen resolution is. Your screen resolution will tell you. So it's two K, two K resolution, where well, the Saturn is four K resolution. Wait, so does the screen resolution matter for what you're printing? Yes. Uh, the better your resolution is, the more detailed it is. So you can't just have a file that it's really detailed. The actual what? what I don't. I'm very confused how these things work. I suppose. Um, yeah, it'd be just like, um, watching a movie on a, on a 2 K TV versus a 4k TV. You know, you see that difference. It's exactly the same. But, uh, in my, uh, zero knowledge of 3d printers, when I heard 3d printer, I had assumed that all that matters is the file that you give it, but that's not the case. Uh, huh? no, there's, there's so much that matters. Um, using the wrong temperature can change your prints. Um, well, I imagine an, that. That makes sense, though. In an FDM printer's case, um, having it move too fast or having it move too slow can change the way that it prints. Um, there's there's so much that goes into it. There's so many little details that you have to fine-tune everything, but the resolution of your screen in a uh, resin printer defines how clean your print is going to look when it comes out uh -huh. because it 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 changes the pixels on the screen when it shines that light through and so if it if there's more pixels to change you get a more refined shape that's really interesting i'm still having and as somebody who actually understands technology a little bit i'm still having a hard time understanding that it's wild to me because, like, why couldn't you just give it, why can you not just give it a file, like, say, a 4K uh, 3D image? You know, like, you, you got your image, uh, let's say you're using a program like Blender, for instance. You can make 3D images in Blender, um, mm -hmm. yep. and, you, and you have your detailed 4K uh, image of a ball, let's say, 
in Blender, uh-huh. and you, you take that file, that Blender file, and give it to this thing. I don't know if that's actually how it works, but let's say, let's pretend for the sake of being, and you give it to this thing. Why would this thing's screen matter if the file itself contains the information? Well, because the screen is what's producing the model, right? So you've got a whole lot of pixels, or half as many pixels. I mean, you're going to see where those pixels are on your model if it's you know if it's low resolution so so i'm just so i was just overthinking it the the printer itself is actually is actually printing exactly what is on the screen uh yes yes so the screen of the printer right yeah so it brings so so it opens it up even if you have a 4k video if i open a 4k video on my 1080p uh monitor it's a 1080p video that's yeah. That's yeah. exactly what okay. exactly okay. what we're saying here. Yeah. Okay. I was just overthinking it way too much. <laughs> yeah. So so the screen in the printer, it blocks out some of the pixels and leaves open some of the pixels. Gotcha. For yep. each layer of your print. So, um, if you're still looking at this printer that's 150 bucks, it's got some green thing sticking out of it. Yep. So that from from that build plate to the bottom of it. I don't know. It kind of looks like a box fan to me. Uh, yeah, to the bottom of this fan, like... uh, there's probably I don't know several hundred layers of um, cured resin in there. And so each time that a new layer is cast, the screen changes the pixels to only let the light through in the shape of each layer. Okay. Hmm. I kind of want to. I want to find a video of somebody printing something so i want to kind of show the audience and yeah, also yeah, i want to I I want to see for myself for yeah find a good one um and meanwhile i'll talk about our sponsor no i don't have a sponsor maybe I'll be maybe your, one I'll of be these days sponsor. all right and coming from what, wait what's your company my company is i don't have a company all right now our for our sponsor um i'll just sponsor you out of <laughs> cash out of my pocket all right woo <laughs> And and our uh, our sponsor, diabetes. Keep eating candy, everybody. Ooh. Is that a good? Is that a good one? <laughs> yeah, dude. If I okay, I'm gonna ask you this as a question. Then I'm gonna tell you my dream. But uh, if you were hosting a podcast, because you are right now, you are the host. Um, yep. What sponsor would you want to have? Not not talking about uh, how much money they could pay you or anything like that. Uh, specifically just because of the company they are, what company would you want to sponsor you? Um, ooh. Dang, what a question. I want to be sponsored by Zevia. Ze- that, like, that, that soda pop with uh, oh, uh, the oh. Stevia. Wait, you definitely it's pronounced the... that wrong, no? Did I? Just Zevia. Oh, is it Zevia? Oh, because they use Stevia. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm dumb. No, yeah, that shit's ta- that shit's amazing, though. Yeah, I agree with you. That's fantastic. Uh, All right, I've got a video for you in the um, whatever you want to call it. Okay, before we watch together, before, before we play it, I want to tell you what my my dream sponsor is. Yeah, What's my dream sponsor want? is Folgers. They don't even have to pay Folgers? me. They they could pay me like a dollar. Like I don't care how much they pay me. I want Folgers so I could do the ad read as. The best part of waking up is a dick in your butt. Folgers. You think Folgers would be cool with that? <laughs> That's why I said I don't care how much they pay me. If I got them for a day. You know? 
Send them an email. <laughs> I know. I should they they might be into it. Reach out. I, I think it's good advertising. Like you, you get a dick in your butt, and then you and your partner go and have a cup of Folgers. Like I think it's a perfect morning. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, all right. Let's watch this. I'm video. feeling it. Let's watch this 3D print video and forget that I ever made that dumb joke. Let's <laughs> Uh, did you post it in there? I thought I did. You got to post it up in the top of the watch together. Yeah. Oh, there it is. There we go. I'm gonna so go this ahead. is your. I'm gonna mute this, this. is your resin here. We don't need the audio. Gee. All right. Describe to us what's happening while it's happening here, please. So, yeah, I, I guess I did a time lapse, which is not a very good representation of what's happening here. If you look at the very bottom uh, left corner, you can see that little blue outline, and it looks like it's they're printing the Eiffel Tower, it looks like. Okay, so that's like the um, data that it's reading from, yeah? Yeah, so you can see the blue part on the bottom, and then there's like a white part on the very top of it. And each of those little white parts that pops up there, that's one slice of this um of this print so that's this hundreds and hundreds of layers that it's uh shining light through and curing the resin this is pretty cool to watch though to be honest yeah here while that keeps going i'm going to find a different video that kind of explains how they work okay i'll pause this we can wait for that uh, we can talk more about uh, my folder sponsor okay it would be a terrible sponsor though because i actually don't like folders I think it's the worst coffee. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan. I mean, I'll drink it. It's not like outrageously bad, but there's better coffee out there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I don't know because I, I honestly don't know if I've had worse coffee. But I guess I don't buy the cheapest coffee, so maybe that's. Folgers is the cheapest coffee. What's the, what's um, cheaper than Folgers? Yeah, I mean, I if you go with like store brand or whatever. I think store brand's better. You ever been to fucking Fresh Time, my guy? That shit's tasty. Uh, I mean, I've been there <laughs> on occasion. All right, what do we got here? Science, it says. Okay. Yeah, so what just happened there was a little actuator pulls the um, base down to peel the resin off of the screen. So each layer has to be peeled off, and then it gets put back. The light comes on, and it shines a new layer. How uh to give me give me an object and then tell me how long it normally takes to print it. Um, so let's use that Eiffel Tower off of that last video. That probably took um six, seven, maybe eight hours. Okay, yeah, but I mean, not guessing because you've obviously printed stuff. You said you're printing barrels. Like how long would it take? Not, for a... I have not used a resin printer before. Oh right, resin, resin printers. But how about how about yours? Yeah, your, your... so uh, my FDM printer. I'm trying to pause this video; it's not working. That's fine. I got it. Okay, so uh, my FDM printer. I printed a like a shipping container. So like, if you can imagine a shipping container that is four inches tall, uh, probably six inches long, four inches wide. So about the size of my dick. So, I got gotcha. you. Okay. Yeah. Right, exactly. Uh, that took 23 hours. 23? 
Jesus. Yeah. So FDM, it has a lot of like little ridges and details and things in it. It looks really nice. Uh, my settings are set up so it goes a little bit slower, focuses more on details. Um, just to kind of compensate for it not being a resin printer, I go a little slower. Well, this is going to sound completely um, like a wacky question that doesn't need to be asked, but uh, do you know somehow how much in electricity that's costing you? Uh, it can't be that much. I don't. I don't pay the electric bill here, but uh, the landlord you know, does that. Huh? I just because I just don't pay bills. Right. Yeah. Um, you just sit at home all day and three D print stuff and <laughs> no. learn about Warhammer. No, my wife <laughs> handles the electric bill, so honestly, I don't care how much it uses. I think you forgot to say caretaker. She hasn't said anything <laughs> about the electric bill going up. So you don't even look at it. No. Well, because here, you know, uh, my girlfriend pays the electric bill. I also pay it, but I just pay her half of whatever she tells me, so I get to see the bill at least. I got you. Yeah, so we don't we don't split any of the bills that we each pay. We just I have some bills that I take care of. She has some that she takes care of, and it just kind of works out. I got you. Yeah, we split everything fifty fifty. We even share deodorant. So no, I'm just gotcha. kidding. That's from a, that, that's, that's another <laughs> thing that's always been interesting to me. And it's it's super awkward and weird question, but like whenever I'm hanging out with a couple, I always ask them like, you know, I don't ask them, oh, what's your money situation? How much money you got? I just, how do you guys take care of your bills? And I always let them know like it's not just because I want to know how much money you have. I, I'm just curious at how different couples and different relationship dynamics, um, you know, how they handle their responsibility of bills and stuff it's just super interesting to me because there's no wrong way to do it you know if it works for you it works yeah yeah i agree how i've always done it is just like um all bills that have a it says bill i split it in half um but anything that is like a is considered quote-unquote a bill but it's kind of like a it's for you so like for me for instance I I have Hulu, so I pay for Hulu. She has Netflix, she pays for Netflix, and that's just the way it is. And then see. for all, like, bill bills, split in half. Right, like your electricity, your water, garbage, whatever, sewer. So, yeah, and so, like, for, for rent, since we live in an apartment, rent we split in half, but then there's the situation of uh, I have a garage and I'm the only one who uses the garage, so then I pay for the garage, yeah. I see. Well, that makes sense. And when I was when I was married, uh, it was always the same way. The only difference was we still had our own bank accounts. We just had a joint account that we would sometimes uh, put in together to save for a specific thing. But we each had our own accounts other than that. You do it the same way as when you were married? What? Oh, that's not. No, that's, Maybe that had something to do with that's it. Not you know? the, that's not the case right now. I was saying that's how I did it when I was married. I see. Since I have been divorced, I do not share an account with anybody, so... Gotcha. So yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. It's it's always kind of super interesting to me just how different couples handle their bills. Yeah, I mean, I think how different couples do almost anything different is interesting. You know. Yeah, for sure. One of the things that I was thinking is like the only reason this is <laughs> this is such a generalized statement that's not true at all, but I'm going to say it anyways. Yeah. The the only reason that couples hang out with each other is to judge themselves versus that couple like we're a better couple oh, than oh, you are we do a hundred percent a hundred percent it's like you might you might be friends 
with that other couple. Like you, you more than likely are, and you actually do like hanging out with them. But chances are, the entire time you're also comparing yourself to their relationship. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, it's. I mean, it, it's something you definitely shouldn't do. It's probably not the healthiest for your relationship. But I, I agree fully that that is. It, I mean, it just it happens. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just like in the back. It, it, I think as good as, like, for myself, for instance, I'm uh, very confident and happy with myself, but just like any human, it doesn't matter what situation I'm in, I'm probably um, pitting, pitting myself against somebody or, like, comparing myself to somebody in that situation. Oh, right. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I have another uh, high-ticket controversy to go over with you. All right, hit me. And this one, just so that people don't think I'm a fucking weirdo and I'm just thinking about this out of the blue, uh, this one comes from um, watching a TV show. It sprung the memory, or it sprung the thought in my head. So, uh, you've watched uh, Superstore, right? All of it. Yeah, uh, I haven't seen all of it, but I've seen up until the point where, um, spoiler alert, the hurricane like destroys the store or whatever it is. Oh shit! Then you're not gonna know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but I, I don't know that I'm gonna watch it. Okay. Because I don't have what is it on Hulu? I don't have Hulu. It's on Hulu. Um, <clears throat> well, let me spoil it for a bunch of people and you. All right. Uh, in like season five or something. Um, uh, Sandra. She ends up adopting <laughs> a seventeen-year-old in a hilarious manner. You know who I'm how talking about? How do you about? adopt somebody in a hilarious manner? You know how that show does situations. You want to hear the whole... I'll spoil the whole thing right now. It's fine. It's not It's not like a major plot point. It's just like it's kind of funny. Um, I, she says... This that is she, what you're going to get canceled over, spoiling a show. <laughs> I know. Everybody, <laughs> just go ahead a few minutes if you don't want to hear the spoiler. Anyways. And then you'll get to the question I'm going to ask. I'm just trying to do this because I don't want people to think I'm weird and have these weird thoughts without some motivation so there's an episode where sandra sandra marries jerry eventually and they they can't have kids jerry can't have kids so then they go to having adoption instead and next thing you know glenn is hell-bent they're just like lightly thinking about it and then glenn is hell-bent on helping her find a kid to adopt so he finds a kid that's from hawaii because he says you know she's hawaiian so they should have a kid from hawaii who's 17 and then he's like, you should adopt him. You can spend the whole day with him. And then after saying no a bunch of times, you know how Sandra's character is. Like, she can't say no to anybody. So, right. she, so she fucking adopts the 17-year-old. Jeez. Okay. So that being said, here's my, here's my question. And it was a weird thought that popped in my head when I was watching that episode. Um, what if... Now, let's say... All right. So I'm 26, right? Uh-huh. Let's say that... Uh, uh, Emily and I just decide to adopt the kid for some reason. And we adopt, okay. we adopt, <laughs> all right, bear with me here. We adopt a 17 year old female and then she, she grows up to be like 22. I don't know if I like where this is going, but continue. What if, what if I broke up with Emily and then now my daughter who I adopted when she was 17 is now 22. Is it weird? <laughs> okay. It's definitely weird if I'm like with her. But is that it's definitely weird? Is it wrong? It's definitely wrong. Is it okay? In the in the eyes of the law, it's not wrong though, or is it? That's what I was gonna say. Is it legal? But you know what? Doesn't matter. It's weird and wrong, and you shouldn't do that. <laughs> definitely not. But very interesting thought I had because it's like, well, technically, because like if she's like a a good like twenty two, twenty three. God, that would still put me in my 30s. That's way too big of a gap. Yeah. 
That's so weird. Uh, the here's 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 what I'm basing it off of, which is basically nothing. Does Pornhub say stepdad or adoptive dad? I mean, they put stepdad in there for a reason. Well, which one's better? Hold on. What if the situation uh, neither, was neither? I mean, I don't know. Stepdad, I guess, because like it wasn't your choice. It's not your choice to get adopted, is it? Uh, it's you shouldn't do it. It's bad, and don't do it, kids. Because stepdad is is definitely a fetish that a lot of people are looking into. No, it's step everything right so now. What, so what? can't can't turn the corner without seeing a stepdad <laughs> video, and it's like I'm on like a. Not even a porn-related website. Get out of here. But in my opinion, I feel like Adopted Dad is a little better, honestly. Especially if they're already 17 when you adopt them, because they already have, like... They've already kind of been set in their ways a little bit, you know? Whereas Stepdad kind of uh, alludes to but they were kids and you helped raise them. But then don't you kind of get into, like, maybe... Um, what do they call that? Um, like grooming. grooming. Don't you get into like a grooming territory with that? But Isn't that? That's why I said like, I mean, at seventeen, they're like, oh, it's I don't know, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you you legally adopted them. You 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 know, you didn't just marry somebody and they were there. You you said to the state, hey, this is my daughter. I suppose like, that is that is pretty. That's kind of fucked. That up. is kind of grooming. Isn't this a thing with a celebrity right now? Isn't somebody dating their daughter? I, I, you know, I've heard something about maybe that being a thing, but I don't keep up with celebrity nonsense. I really could care less. I mean, but when it's this, this situation, Steve Harvey, right? No, uh, no, 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 no. Michael Jordan dating his daughter. What? (laughs) Yes, it's Steve Harvey talking about it. Yes, Michael, uh, hold on, let me click on it real quick. Uh... Yeah, Michael Jordan is uh Oh, Michael Jordan is dating Steve Harvey's daughter. Oh, never mind, that's different then. That's not what I'm looking for then. I mean, that's that's still pretty fucking wild. Eh, I mean, like what? That's whatever it is though. I swear to god somebody is dating their daughter. Woody Allen marries oh, soon. It's Michael B Jordan, not Michael Jordan. Oh, oh yeah. Michael B. Jordan, the actor. That's not. I mean, that's that's completely fine. Well, what is this shit? Oh, who is it then? I can't. I don't know who it is then. I mean, you just roped me into a whole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right here, right here, right here. Woody Allen talks about falling for his stepdaughter. Claims their relationship works because he is paternal. Wait, because he's paternal? That's what it says. So he's like... Okay, it says... uh, <clears throat> Woody Allen has opened up about falling for his stepdaughter. The controversial director started seeing Mia Farrow's do- adopted daughter. It's adopted. It's the same situation I'm talking about right now. So, hold up. So he married a lady who adopted somebody, and then he fell in love with... That's even farther removed. That's not that far removed. What's the difference? It's his spouse adopted them. Would it be before they got together? I guess that makes a difference. Well, here's what I'm saying is that uh, adopted is better than step because step alludes to you're dating or married. You're married. Married to the person whose kids you're involved with. Whereas adopted could be, in the situation I'm talking about, neither parents 
are biologically connected to the 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 child. Here's here's what I'm trying to say. Um, just I don't want to defend this, no matter what, because it's, it's, it's <laughs> terrible. But if okay, so if um, I don't I don't want to say this lady who was Woody Allen's um wife, whatever. Uh, before all of this went down. I don't What's know. her name? Um, uh, Mia Farrow. Mia Farrow. Okay, so... Um, wait, Mia Farrow is his wife, or that's the daughter? That's the daughter, sorry. Yeah. What? No, the da- it says the daughter's name is Soon Yi. Okay, adopted. so... So, um, did Mia Farrow adopt Soon Yi before she married... Woody Allen, or did they adopt her together? Is basically what I'm trying to figure mm. out. Because let's say that they adopted her together, that's pretty fucked up. But if he married her and she uh, and and Mia adopted um, Soon Yi, then that's more stepdaughter than adoptive daughter. It says. She spoke to a magazine and said it was laughable to think she ever considered him as a father or stepfather, meaning they've always had an attraction to each other since they met. Hmm. Meanwhile, (laughs) listen to this sentence. (laughs) Meanwhile, Alan's adopted daughter, Dylan Farrow, continues to accuse him of molesting her when she was just seven years old. This whole story seems really bad. Everything about it. Yeah, this is... What what kind of rabbit hole are we going down here? Uh, Woody Allen. I heard about this on a different podcast, but yeah. So Woody Allen and Soon Yi have children together. Wait, they do? Oh, they, they adopted two daughters, so they uh, adopted more kids. Yeah, this sounds so, like Woody makes, Allen is going for the adoption me, method. It makes me think that Woody Allen <clears throat> was involved in the adoption of Soon Yi, but... Uh, I don't have any clarification of that. Yeah, then it sounds like he's going to adopt more kids to try to do the same thing with them, apparently. I mean, he has a history of, of doing this. So apparently, it's true. If you can imagine it, it's happened. Because this weird thought I had because of a TV show is actually a thing. I wouldn't say apparently it's true. I would say allegedly it's true. <laughs> it's not. No, it's not alleged. They're together. It's open about. He's open about well, it. Well, <laughs> I mean, you said you said that after we said that he was going to get with his his new adopted daughter. <laughs> oh yeah, that's not what I meant. <laughs> that's not what I meant. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Allegedly, everything we say, uh, we are not professionals. We are not accusing anybody of anything. Um, <laughs> Goddamn, we'll get sued quicker than Ethan. Jesus Christ. Jeez. <laughs> All right, man. What's uh? I like to talk about music sometimes on this podcast i think that'd be a good way to uh to wrap all this up is a topic that we are both interested in we're interested in similar types of music so what's some actually stuff? i don't listen to music okay never mind all right guys that was it good show so uh what's some what's some music that you've been uh interested in recently um i'll tell you what i went back and have been listening to um uh, I mean, don't come after me, but some old Escape to Fate, like Ooh. right when, uh, right when Craig Mabbitt started singing with them. You you want to do a little uh, karaoke or what? Uh, I'll pass on that. <laughs> uh, what you talking? You talking about the This War Is Ours? That 
Um, yeah, that one and um, the next album after that, which I can't remember what it's called. I just know that the album cover is red. Like this right here? I'll play something for us. A classic, might you oh, say. Oh, you're going you're gonna to play music on your podcast? Oh, yeah, I do all the time. This song right here, it's just a bop, dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I used to like cry on the back of the bus and listen to that shit. Nice. <laughs> just true emo shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you just been listening to that classic, huh? Um, yeah. Yep, pretty much. But uh, I know I you. Mean, that's what I've been really jamming to lately. I mean, I have been listening to um a lot of Summoning the Lich. Mhm. Mhm. That's pretty good. Um, I know that you hit me up about that Lorna Shore song. Dude, that that Lorna Shore song, uh, to, to, to the, the Hellfire. Hellfire, yeah, insane. That song is outrageous. But did you love listen, that song? Did you listen to that EP that they dropped? Uh, yes, yeah. Um, and they got this fucking song. Name here. of that? Name of that one? Abyss. Abyss. Yes, I did listen to it. And then they had this fucking shit right here. This guy, what's this guy's name again? There's their singer. I keep forgetting his name. Oh, I'm I, terrible. With I can't remember his. I can't remember his name, but he is not human. It's insane. He sounds incredible. Yeah. Just like to click through a little bit. Yeah. But this song's kind of insane. I mean, his voice is pure magic. Anyway, <clears throat> we get the point. We get the point. Yeah. They are For sure. insane. Um, did you ever check out yeah. what I told you to uh, after you sent me that text? Um, A little bit. I didn't really go too far into it. That's that's some good shit. You should, uh, you should definitely look at that on, on your own time. Awaken Providence. Incredible. Fantastic music. Where he got like okay. 90% of his like practice in for doing this stuff. So This, um, this guy right here? Yes. Yeah. Uh, gotcha. You never you never commented on when I sent you that uh, Hungry Light song. I don't comment on a lot of things when anybody sends me anything. But come on. I am I'm notorious for I'll read your text message and I'll set it down. And like three weeks later, I'm like, oh, I forgot to respond. But this. <laughs> this shit right here. You remember when I sent you this? Uh, Yeah. Isn't that insane at the end when he does that? Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, I want to see if I can click through to the right part. Yeah. (laughs) I want to play the whole part. I can't, dude. It's crazy. <laughs> Yo, changing tempo like that at the end is super difficult. And for him to just nail that first try. Yeah. And then, I mean, uh, I don't know if it's first try, but it is. one take. It's his live vocal uh, recording. It's how he recorded his album. His whole album was one take. Jeez. 
Nice. This that part's really insane. good too because it's so beautiful. It goes from crazy to just like to just like he does. He has some of the most amazing vocals right here that I've ever heard. So. I don't think I'm coming home tonight. I don't feel well anymore. Something tells me I've gone a little bit crazy now. You. Fucking insane, dude. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's pretty wild. Does he do some weird shit at the end? Yeah. Right here at the very end. <laughs> I don't know. Watching him, like, the way he moves is insane. Like, <laughs> Yeah. I mean, he's feeling it. <laughs> oh, man. That, it gets me every time. <laughs> that shift. That shift is very, like... Um, surge Tankian to me. Yeah, no, actually, Just, a, a I mean, lot of their a lot of their music reminds me of like if System of a Down and Corn had a baby and then became super heavy. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, just like that that vocal shift at the end there from low to high. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, that just I mean that screams Surge Tankian to me. Yeah. yeah, he's fucking wild, man. I can't even with him. He did a he did. I'm not gonna try to find it on this podcast, but he did a vocal. He's the only person I've ever heard do the vocal style, and in one of his songs, he does it, and it sounds like a guitar pinch harmonic, but he does it with his voice. Dang, that's pretty cool. I can I can find an example of the noise, but I can't find the uh, the actual song right off the top of my head. But I'll I'll show you just the example of him showing how he does it. Okay. Gotta go pretty much to the end of the video, so. Mm, is my internet gonna die or what? Why? What's up? Oh, I don't know. It stopped loading. <laughs> oh, I don't know. It's playing on my end. It's playing currently. Yeah. Oh, yep. my end broke. Um, gonna try to refresh. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. It seemed like it was working fine on my end. Oh yeah, now it is. Okay. Um, silent difference or uh, during gray, they those two bands kind of do it. Yep. Nope, not that. Oh yeah, it is this. Okay. This sounds okay by itself, yeah, yeah. but ultimately the scream sounds better if you do it into a guitar amplifier or crank up the gain on the mic because then it boosts that that distortion in it. So the way to produce this sound is it's going to come from the throat, and you're going to start off by doing kind of like a like a. But you're going to close your throat. I tried to learn how to do it, but this, this little, like, I couldn't get it. You know, thick vacuum or whatever. You say you tried to do it? I tried to learn how to do it, but I could never get it exactly how he did it. I could kind of do it, but... So, when you do it in a song, it sounds a little better.
wacky, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah that's that's, uh, that's like some next level vocals. Yeah, shit. and I've always tried to, but I can't really get it exactly. So, but yeah, that's pretty good stuff. I just I don't know. Yeah. I, I went down a deep dive, listened to all this stuff. He does a lot of like mm-hmm. his first album. Um, he's from a band, uh, Tala, but on his solo stuff, Hungry Lights. He uh he has an album. His whole entire first album is a pirate themed metal album. So oh, that's cool. And I know you're pretty just, pretty into that. So. Pirate metal. Yeah, so I figure, hey, pirate metal and Viking metal. Yeah, Viking metal. Um, I got into that for a second, but there's not too many that I'll get into. Right. I mean, there's the big one. I mean, obviously, Amon Amarth. Yeah, Amon Amarth, and then there's the other uh, pirate, not Viking, but pirate band. That fucking what is that band called? Yeah, a really popular not, pirate band. <laughs> I'm not super into like the pirate metal. I'm more Viking metal, but um, I know who you're talking about. I can't remember what they're called. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, man, that's what's up. Yeah, oh, so... Ale, Alestorm. Alestorm. That's their name. Hmm. Yep, that does sound familiar. Pirate, pirate metal. Well, how long have we been going? Should We've been we going for, for a little while. We could wrap it up, or uh, I don't know if you had another topic. I don't. No, Warhammer was my topic. You so only, We only uh, planned one topic. I told you to plan two. Well, I mean, we got to the other one by way of Warhammer, which was <laughs> 3D printing. So Exactly what I was trying to do anyways, so... <laughs> So yeah, I guess um yeah, thanks for coming on to my podcast. Yeah, no problem, man. It was really fun being a guest for once. I mean, I'm always the guest. <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah, no, but for real, uh thanks for coming on. Thanks for talking about Warhammer. As always, I want to get people um interested in a topic that maybe they didn't even know they had interested in. That's kind of the whole point of this whole podcast. Yeah. So I feel like people don't give I don't want to say regular people because it sounds like a degrading term, but like people don't give your average person enough of a chance. Like we always care about following what celebrities are doing or whatever when I feel like we're more interesting than them anyways. So right. I don't want to get into everyday topics or everyday hobbies or something that people can do to fill their time or be happier, you know? So I feel you. And yeah. So thanks for coming on and talking about your hobby and teaching me a little bit about it. I might have to uh, actually play a game with you one time and see what it's all about, but. Yeah, I've got I've definitely got plenty of models we can set a game up. That'd be awesome. And maybe even if this podcast gets big enough, I'm planning on doing a few big in person uh, activities and doing some video. So I'm gonna have like my buddy Jake come play drums live and stuff. So maybe we could maybe we could uh, demonstrate a game live or something. Yeah, that'd be fun. Nope, man. Well, thanks for coming on, and uh, as always, thanks everybody for listening. It's been really fun, and as always, you guys are the host. Yeah.